Welcome to Simple Theology, a podcast connecting theology to everyday life by examining various doctrines of the Christian faith. I'm Robert Kane. And I'm Rick Gromlich. What's up, Ricky G? Another day, another dollar. Another dollar. That's right. I feel like we've opened with that phrase a few times. It's just a good, like, hey, how you doing? A little colloquialism thing. Yeah. At the end of the day, we really do this podcast for the money. Well, yeah. So. Have you seen my car? I have. Paid for by the listeners. Mm, have you well seen done, my house? Guys. I have. <laughs> Paid for by the listeners. You guys. <laughs> Good for you, man. You know, just doing our thing. You must have different listeners than what, than what I'm looking at. No, they just send their money to me directly. Oh. That's how it is. Well, you know. Good for you for thinking about that. I, I do what I can. I do what I can, Rob. <laughs> What's going on, man? Uh, rainy day here in uh, Central Ohio area. Yep. Rob and I actually had the privilege of hanging out a little bit this morning. Went over to uh, Starbucks. Yep, a little got, Buck Star. Got some coffee, which I thought was terrible. Got a black coffee, terrible black coffee. Starbucks coffee is not that good. Yeah, man, not a fan. They burn the beans intentionally. It's kind of their signature flavor. Yeah. And people get used to it, and then they just love it, and they yeah. swear by it. I don't but know. I, I am I think not more of a fan a, of their of their burnt coffee just a beans. Cold following. That's, yeah, their cold brew is okay. It's not yeah. bad. It's what anyway, I normally get. so that was good. Did that this morning. Um, back in the saddle here, recording another ep for you, the listeners. Yep. Excited about that. We realized uh, March 5th, next month, will be exactly one year since we, our first episode dropped. Mm. By the time this comes out, it might be March 5th. Um, yeah, would it? I don't know. Would this be the episode? I don't know. I got, are, you, are you looking it up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we know, okay, so one... Surprise, surprise, everybody. We don't actually record this live. <laughs> what is it, Rick? Yeah, yeah. I think it'll be that, that Tuesday after. Or, I mean, we could do another special episode. So if that's the case, they already know. All right, So, th- but this is coming out in March. Yeah. Okay, probably past March 5th. But it's still like January 2018. <laughs> We're so far ahead. <laughs> anyway, yeah. yeah, sorry. Yeah, so today's episode, uh, just diving into some stuff. We were talking the other day about just theological issues and how there's some that have more weight than others. And uh, we have read an article in the past by Al Mohler. He is the president of Southern Seminary, right? Yeah, Southern Baptist Theological Seminary, the Southern Baptist Theological Seminary. Kind of like the Ohio State. It's like one of, the, one of the Southern the Baptist Theological Seminaries. He started it or something. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, Al Mohler started it. Anyway, so it's a really good article. It's a, it's a resource, and what it does, it talks about how we divvy up different theological disagreements yeah so it, i mean so the term triage comes from it's a french term right rick yes the article medical says it. term we'll, we'll put a we'll put a link to the to the article in the show notes really mm-hmm. helpful when was it written like 2004 mm-hmm. yeah okay so it was written a solid 15 years ago but it is still incredibly relevant for today probably even more so for today with the rise of social media and people throwing around the term heretic very loosely yes so we'll, 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 that's fun, yeah. Is it not? Yeah, it's one of your favorite words, isn't it? One of the best ways to build up the body is call yeah. everyone a heretic. Call everyone a heretic. You're a heretic, and you're a heretic. No, so but it's it's a great way that we kind of begin to give weight and value to certain things. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. So like the term French term, um, French medical term, and it essentially means that when there is a so if you're at a hospital like and a lot out, of people yeah. come in. How do you determine what's most important? So if a dude comes in with a cut on his finger, another dude comes in with a stab wound, and another dude comes in with... Why are they all dudes? Or another lady, individual. Another 
Wow, Robert. It's 2019, man. 2019. <laughs> Another individual comes in with a bullet wound to the heart. Okay, like the they're dead. There's gonna be. <laughs> they, they never made it in. Let's okay. say let's say they're they still never. alive here. <laughs> okay. So who do you who do you discern first? Right. There's an order mm-hmm. of right of what is it? I don't know. An order of importance. importance so to priority. Speak. Yeah. Yeah. Priority. That's what I was looking for. And so you're gonna have that established beforehand. So mm-hmm. when it comes to theological triage, it kind of guards us from just jumping right down the throat, calling somebody a heretic when they disagree with somebody that's not maybe a matter of, um, maybe not a gospel issue, maybe mm-hmm. not an issue of who Jesus is. So we're, we're actually going to go through this. So there's three three levels. There's first order, second order, and third order. And Rick, if you want to, well, I, I'll go ahead and explain. The first order is going to be the, like, so there's there's often the term close hand and open hand. Yeah. Right? And we we agree with Al Mohler that there needs to be more than just close hand or open hand. Mm-hmm. Um, so the, the often the the explanation is close handed topics are you absolutely have to believe these to be Christian. Open handed are you can still be a Christian and disagree on these things. Now that there's only two gears there mm-hmm. and it I think it would be a little bit it would serve the church a little bit better if there was a a less um, dramatic black and white difference in between close hand and open handed. Some yeah. people call it a so they use the body and they'll say it's a spinal issue. If you if you injure your spine, fracture your sp- spine, something happens mm-hmm. to your vertebrae, it could completely paralyze you. Right, right. But if you just get hurt on the leg or something like that, then it's not going to be as serious. So some people instead of saying close handed or open handed, they'll say what's a what's a spinal issue. Yeah. And what is, I don't know, maybe just like another part of yeah. the body issue. It's just like the core tenets of the faith where if you deny these, you're denying Christianity. Yeah. And yeah. and so like to only have those two gears, it can be helpful, but it's probably more helpful to have these three, like a three-level well, tier system. Which, and you can even do, I mean, four or fives. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. Because what they would say is first order, that's like closed in, absolutely. And then there's things within the second order um, and even third order that people would say are open close. So it just it gets mm-hmm. kind of nitty gritty. But yeah. So first order. The first order would essentially be these are the things that mark all Christians. Yeah. If you disagree with one of these things, then you can't rightly call yourself a follower of Christ, mm-hmm. a Christian. Um, and so, so some examples of that would be like the doctrine of the Trinity, mm-hmm. three persons. God is three persons, one God, Father, Son, Father or God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. Um, the, another one would be like the full deity and the full humanity of Jesus Christ. Right. Um, Jehovah's Witnesses don't believe in the full deity of Jesus Christ. Um, Mormons kind of put Jesus under the Father. Yeah. Whereas in order to call yourself a Christian, you affirm the full deity and the full humanity of Jesus Christ. Another one would be like justification by faith, um, by faith alone, not not faith plus works. That'd be mm-hmm. very Catholic or maybe some other uh, religious practices. But Rob's, in order to Rob's call getting yourself, a little controversial there. I know. I'm just just trying to point it out. But the <laughs> like, for instance, to to call yourself a, a a Protestant Christian, then you affirm one of the uh, primary solas that marked the Reformation. That the that the Christians that the they protested against the Catholic Church. One of which was justification by faith alone, not mm-hmm. faith plus works. And then another one would be like the authority of Scripture, which is another sola, the sola scriptura, that we find our final authority, not in tradition, not in any one individual like the Pope, 
but we find our final authority in Scripture because Scripture is God's inspired word to us. I'm with you, man. Sorry, I saw you yawning there. over there. I'm, I'm <laughs> am, I, am, I, am I that boring, Rick? When is he gonna stop <laughs> talking? <laughs> Rick's nonverbal cues to me. All right, you're done. No. Yeah, I'm done. Yeah. So as we go through these first order, second order, third order, these three levels, the what we're gonna talk about are, are examples. The, these lists aren't exhaustive. Yeah, um, for sure. There's gonna be, be really more under each on that. So here's some examples of second order issues where. Um, these aren't really going to be massive splits, but these probably do split denominations and congregations. Yeah, so like first order being whether or not you're a Christian. Are you in or you out? Yeah. Second order is, okay, so maybe you're Presbyterian or maybe you're Baptist or maybe you're Methodist or maybe you're Lutheran. These would be, there's division, but you can right. still rightly be called a Christian. Which I will say in the first order, uh, Rob excluded all Catholics. <clears throat> just yeah, saying not Christian I think there could be Christians within Catholicism but I think the primary teachings of Catholicism yeah, is agree. not Christian I'll agree second order some examples will be mode of baptism right do we f- baptize by full immersion of believer's baptism meaning you have to be a confessing believer in Christ before you're baptized or do we baptize babies right Presbyterians and Lutherans they have this it's called pedo-baptist they baptize infants they baptize pedos Little pedos, and they tie that back to the um, to the scripture and some of that's the Israel, not Israeli, um, the covenants that that Israel had and so forth. Yeah. But those modes, right? So they don't, it doesn't create a division where like, hey, we are separate. It's a separate religion. However, we would say there's a a, a big enough difference on this doctrine there that we can have great unity, but we will not come together on this. Mm-hmm. And it's just super helpful to know. Another example could be uh, the role of women in church. Some denominations say, hey, women can serve in all roles, just like men. They're egalitarian in that sense. Others would say, no, um, there are distinctive roles for men and for women in the church. As another one could be preservation of the saints. Do we believe that um, God will preserve those who are his? Or do we believe you can lose your salvation? So yeah. there's some difference, some wiggle room on that. Um, second order, yeah, like you're probably going to be at a church that you're not disagreeing. If you're disagreeing with your church on second order things, that's a problem. Um, and some of these could shift up and down depending on the person. Yeah, and, and and depending on the area. If you're in an area where maybe you do believe in creobaptism mm-hmm. and where you believe that it should be the baptism by immersion for those who have made a credible profession of faith but you're in a community where the only gospel preaching church is a presbyterian church mm-hmm. then it's not necessarily going to be wrong for you to go and be a member a faithful member participant of that right, church right, you right. may disagree but more important thing is for you to be a part of a gospel-centered church right correct rob correct mundo ding 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 we have a winner third oh. order Let's kind of run through these. Yeah, third order. So this is not going to be, so first order being whether or not you're a Christian, second order being maybe what denomination you're a part of. Third order is you can disagree with people even within your own church on these things. Some churches may divide, but they may be in the same the same denomination. So think of like within the SBC even, the denomination that I'm a part of, that there are there's a debate between Calvinism, Calvinism and traditionalism. And so... Um, there are some churches that are more Arminian in their beliefs, not full-fledged Arminian, because the full-fledged Arminian says that you can lose your salvation. So instead of calling themselves Arminian, they call themselves the traditionalist. And um, so some churches are, have a view of soteriology in that way. 
God's election, God's sovereignty over salvation in that way. Mm-hmm. And then others have a more Calvinist leaning, but they're both a part of the SBC. And so you can, you can still worship with people when you have these di- kind of disagreements. So maybe it's within the denomination, or maybe it's even within your church. These aren't things that should necessarily divide. And so some examples of that would be maybe use of the spiritual gifts. And mm-hmm. granted, there's going to be some, some denominations that are really marked by this. Like I think of Pentecostalism. Um, very, very heavy use of the spiritual gifts to the point where they would say that all believers have the ability to speak in tongues, have the ability to prophesy. Not all of them are going to say that, but some of them would. Uh, but for the most part, when we talk about use of the spiritual gifts, we're referring to continuationists and cessationists, whether the spiritual gifts have continued on, um, the miraculous ones like tongues, healing, and uh, prophecy, or cessationists, where they believe that, that it's stopped. You can have people who disagree, who, who are on both sides of the aisle mm-hmm. when it comes to this, and still worship at the same church. Right. Um, already talked about Calvinism, non-Calvinism, and then another one, maybe be church polity or governing structure. So within the SBC, some churches are elder-led congregation rule, and some churches just have like a, a single lead guy and a deacon board. And mm-hmm. even though I have my views on it, I think it's most healthy to have an elder board and be ruled by the congregation, congregational rule, elder-led. That's not something that's going to to lead to division within our church. And then another view would be eschatology. So what your view is on the end times. Now, Rick, your denomination, your current denomination, mm-hmm. kind of has a pretty strong stance on this. So like, yeah, we're so like the SBC. There's guys who would disagree on eschatology, yeah. and still be able to be a part of the same church, still be a part. of maybe to be a part of the same, definitely be a part of the same denomination, uh, but not not all denominations are going to take the same stance on that. So yeah. if you want to talk a little bit more yeah. about that. Um, well, one I want to clarify, and we're going to do an episode coming up, um, a difference between just the two denominations we're a part of, um, because Rob's, as we said, the Southern Baptist Convention is more of a an association. Yeah, cooperative. Where the... Christian Missionary Alliance, the CMA, is a denomination with a hierarchy and polity mm-hmm. that we hold to. Um, so in that, there's there's more um, structure, so to speak. Yeah. So in the CMA, there is we are premillennial in our um, eschatological view, and that's one of our in our statement of faith. You have to agree to that. Now, personally, do I am I do I agree with that? Absolutely. Do I wish it wasn't in our statement of faith? Kinda, but I see the value of the of the the view. But I kind of wish it wasn't in our statement of faith. Yeah, but I can respect it. Yeah. So what does the Bible say about all these things, Rick? Why would we even talk about theological triage? It says just love people. Mm. Yeah, Ephesians right, four. <laughs> Ephesians four three says making every effort to keep the unity of the spirit through the bond of peace. And so we as believers, especially in the church need to be striving to have unity in the spirit of Christ, right? That that we are not just sitting around finding debates and, and nitpicking things apart. If there's legitimate issues, we deal with those, but we're seeking, even in the midst of those, to be unified in Christ. 1 Peter 3.15 says, But in your hearts regard Christ the Lord as holy, ready at any time to give a defense to anyone who asks for you, ask you for a reason for the hope that is in you. And this idea that we do need to know why we believe what we believe. We need to know why we believe in the Trinity, yeah. why we believe in the deity and the humanity of Christ. And also, w- what our role is as far as the role, gender roles in the church and why we do baptize the way we do. And even why we are, you know, we have our church polity or structure the way it is. So we need to be able to have 
a reason. Not to list off, here's the facts of my tribe, because they should all point to the deeper issue of Christ, and that's the hope in us. And that's why we seek to have the structures and have these levels, is so that there's clarity, that we're, we're together on the main things. It's the main things that drive us forward, but yeah. we're ready to give it a, a defense. Yeah, absolutely. That. It's a good it's a good reminder too, making every every making every effort to keep the unity. Like it's so easy, especially in the age of social media, for us to just be keyboard warriors and to be looking for those theological debates on Facebook or on Twitter and just watching people blow up when man, our our real efforts should be put towards keeping the unity. Yeah. And so we'll get into the head heart hands and and that'll kind of feed into that, but we also see in 2 Timothy 4 Starting in verse 2, it says, Preach the word, be ready in season and out of season, rebuke, correct, and encourage with great patience and teaching. For the time will come when people will not tolerate sound doctrine, but according to their own desires, will multiply teachers for themselves because they have an itch to hear what they want to hear. They will turn away from hearing the truth and will turn aside to myths. And so Paul is calling Timothy to rebuke, correct, and encourage with great patience and with teaching. And Timothy is not going to be able to do that unless he has a framework for understanding what needs to Mm -hmm. be rebuked, what needs to be corrected, how can I encourage. And then he also says to do it with great patience. And so each of these things, so like first order issues, if someone in your church is denying a first order issue, then that, that needs to be addressed immediately. Um, With, yes, correct. If it's a second order, then then maybe not immediately, but it, it does need to be definitely needs to be addressed sometime in the near future. And then third order would be something that you can you can address sometime down the road if you feel the need, but it's not something that necessarily is a spiritually life or death situation. Now there's a second order, but a first order would be. Sure. And then Titus 1.9 says, He must hold firm to the trustworthy word as taught, so that he may be able to give instruction in sound doctrine, and also to rebuke those who contradict it. Again, you're not going to be able to know what kind of instruction you're supposed to give, or what is sound doctrine, unless you have an understanding of things that distinguish a Christian from a non-Christian, or maybe a Methodist from a Baptist, or a Lutheran from a Presbyterian, or Nazarene, you, I mean, you, you, just, you have to have an understanding of these things if you're then going to instruct others with patience. Correct, man. I think it's it's so important that we operate from Scripture primarily as we work with disagreements, people around us, brothers and sisters in Christ, that if there's a disagreement, it's because that it's evident in, well, I shouldn't say it. If there's a disagreement, it shouldn't be over something that's black and white. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, those first order and even second order issues, like there's going to be disagreement, but not within your own your own tribe, so to speak, with your mm-hmm. own usually. Um, so anyway, we as we shift about shift from talking about what those things are and, and then some scripture talking about how we want to encourage one another to think about that and how to treat one another and how to defend those things and why it's important, we want to talk about the head, heart, hands. With our head, our confidence is, it is that we understand the severity and the urgency of theological issues at hand. And and that's going to vary depending on, the again, as you just said, the first, second, and third level. So we understand that there's seriousness here, and, and we deal with it. Just like the medical examination, or example, yeah. we, we, we deal with it. Um, and then our heart, our conviction, 
this is where it's really important. As we deal, we need to give each level its appropriate seriousness and brokenness. So the disagreements on level one, massive. I mean, they are literally have eternal um, consequences if you get them wrong. Mm-hmm. So we need to be very, very serious in defending those and, and, and standing up for those, being bold and courageous. But we also need to be brokenhearted about those who are getting those wrong and not just be pious and prideful, but have brokenness over that. And then as, as you move down through those levels, third tier issues, yeah, they're serious, uh, but they shouldn't keep us up all night. They shouldn't mm-hmm. cause us to be praying and fasting um, and wrestling and lamenting like those other two issues. Yeah. No, agreed. And then when it comes to the hands, one of the primary ways we can live this out with theological triage is by, first off, first and foremost, just loving everyone, but especially those of the household of faith, Galatians 6 talks about. But then also in John 13, we see uh, we see him saying in verse 34, I give you a new command. This is Jesus speaking. And he says, love one another, just as I have loved you. You are also to love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. So people, outsiders looking in will know mm-hmm. whether or not we are followers of Jesus by the way that we love one another. Right. I mean, we should love all people, but especially those who are brothers mm-hmm. and sisters in Christ. And one of the primary ways that we do love one another is by looking out for one another spiritually and theologically. And so if a brother seems to be embracing a, a false doctrine that may be a first-tier issue, then the most loving thing I can do is approach him about that. Yeah. And then another thing is we should study and learn, and we should dig into theological issues. We should be people... Uh, oh, Neville. We should be people that should be growing in our spiritual understanding. D.L. Moody it has a quote that there's such little spiritual growth because there is such little study. Mm. We, we, are, we tend to be a people who don't like to put in the time to study God's Word. And when we don't study, then we're not going to grow. And our ability to understand God's Word is going to come from spending time looking at it and thinking about it and meditating on it. And that will then prepare us for those opportunities to instruct others. But then also we should keep Christ at the center of everything Mm -hmm. that we do. The reason that we want to share um, maybe some theological correction with a brother and sister is not so that we can be have one up on them and say i'm smarter than you theologically Mm -hmm. but it's because we want them to know christ fully and to know christ fully is to know him from what the way that his word has revealed him and if somebody is embracing something that goes contrary to what god's word says then it's naturally going to hinder them from knowing christ to the fullness of which that they may otherwise be able to yeah i think it's it's so important that it all centers on on Christ. Um, that's w- the very place we we operate from. So at the end of the article that Al Mohler wrote, he talks about how liberal the- theologians treat everything like third order issues. It's all kind of like ah, speculation. Wherever you land, you land. Yeah, and that's super damaging. And then on the other side, like the fundamentalists treat everything like first order issues yeah yeah like everything that we talk about this is of the greatest importance our boy and, Stephen anderson 
Um, I don't know if he's on the first order. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not sure that he is. I don't know where he's at. Um, but that idea is that you know, we, there's a there's a place in the middle. Not not find the balance or or be in between. But seriously, the scripture is the authority. It's the word of God. We we treat it as such. Every passage, every text has tremendous weight. So if we're going to land somewhere, we land there because we're convinced that's where scripture, not other theologians and other people think that's where scripture. We think it's a landing, and so we hold that conviction. Yeah. Um, and then we're clear that it's it's all found. It all centers on Christ. He is the foundation for all these things. To give Him glory, to praise Him, to worship Him, to become more like Him, and the purification of His bride. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, wrap it up. Bro. I'll wrap us up here. You guys basically can find all that you need to know about us at our website, simpletheology.org. Check us out. And here's another thing. I'm going to try and shorten this closing out. Well, you're already Do us a favor, because our Twitter profile is super weak. Like, we do not have very many people following us on Twitter. We don't? So, now, I mean... How many people? Give us a number. I, I don't know. I don't have it pulled up. But it's not a lot. Like 100? So do us a favor. Follow us on Twitter. Uh, I mean, I would say that we've got, like, a lot of great material on there, but we're pretty much posting our episodes and retweeting other great theologians. And But follow us on Twitter. Do us a favor there. You can check out everything else that you need to know at simpletheology.org. And, like I said, we'll put the notes to this article, or put the huh? link to this What's article that? in the show notes. Wait, put the link to the Al Mohler article? Yeah, to the Al Mohler article that yeah. you guys should check out. Hey, I like that. All right, short, sweet, to the point. You got anything else, Rick? I think it took longer than ever. Not than ever. Dude, we got, we got more reviews. Do we? Yeah, on the iTunes. On the iTunes? Yeah, What is man. it, 22? Uh, Ratings, not reviews, homie. Reviews, nine reviews. So we're up one. We got one February 1st. hey yo, who was it? We are so vain. Who was it? Um, Soph the Goaf. I often listen I like on my morning commute to work. The combination of sound theology and their humor make for a great start to the day. I'm reading this realizing I haven't read it yet, so <laughs> make the show last longer, please. Hey, there you go. Hey, thanks. Thank you. Five star. Bam. Well, we need to honor that. We're at yeah. 26 minutes. Mm. Let's just fill up like another 30 minutes of air, dead air time. No. We appreciate the support, appreciate yeah, the shout out, and I'm glad you... you um, we'll try to make them a little bit longer. This one's only going to be... Enjoy the commute. A minute yeah, longer, sometimes so. we go really long on other ones, and maybe have, they have a longer commute. <laughs> Just drive, drive around They said, longer. make the shows last longer, four exclamation points. Wow. Dang. Hey, thank you for the support, man. Yeah. But unfortunately, this show is going to come yeah. to a close here. <laughs> As we bring this seconds. one up. <laughs> All right. Hey, appreciate you guys. Appreciate your listening to us, your your faithfulness. We appreciate your heart. Um, hopefully that your heart is to grow, become more like Christ, and honor Him in all that you do. That's our heart for you. We believe that a key piece to that is thinking well, thinking correctly about who God is. And then we call it simple theology because it, it is simple. It's Christ's love for you. We appreciate you guys. You're awesome. Peace. Peace.